Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. Hallelujah. What's up, people of God? I am Matt, and I am here with... This is Papa, and this is Word of Pod. You're welcome once again to this amazing podcast. It's a wonderful podcast. It's superb. It's, 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 oh my God, it's too much. Too many words. <laughs> we need, we need more. We need hype on our body. <laughs> no, but for real, it's a good podcast. I, yeah. I, I've okay. had a couple of comments from, from some people in Papa's church. Okay. And I think okay. it's, it's put the GCR yeah. name too on the map because yeah. the reaction from the person was, oh, you guys, they try, like, and page. yeah, and I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. People yeah. know they can come back and yeah. listen to something yeah. and not just dial off and then go back. So yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to you guys. By the way, who is this guy talking? <laughs> <laughs> we have been hacked. <laughs> <laughs> Our audio has been hacked. Uh, uh, make I introduce myself. Or you go introduce nah, me. Nah. You know, make her introduce you. Hey, make Charlie, I, yeah. You know, so open his profile. Open his profile. You forgive me. You come on. You forgive me that post. That you know, if you they introduce visiting preacher, you see that post. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, give me that pose. I haven't been to church in a while. So okay, I'll just show you. Put your hands together. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Then just your fingers for point up together. Aha, oh, like okay. Put it on your lips. Mm-hmm, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys were here to see this. Eh? <laughs> we'll send photos. Anyway, so we are here in the studio today with no other person like the number one hacker himself. Hey, Charlie. Como. <laughs> hey, Charlie. Hacker. Hi, guys. Yeah, the name is Como. That's not my real name, though, but I don't want to give my government's name out, so, yeah. See? He's a hacker. I mean, <laughs> it's been Como, yeah. Como from GCR Free Your Mind. And, yeah. Um, yeah uh, Como, we, tell us why you are here. How, how, why did you hack us? We did come free one of mind. <laughs> <laughs> namesake yeah as i said already my name is komo and um we are here to have a, a discussion something i've been meaning to have for quite a while but okay. i have not been privileged to have men of god who are my peers but okay. for some um, nice reason uh, i have two friends <laughs> uh, one i've known for almost 10 years plus and then one i have known through other friends I know on the network, and, and they are two amazing people. I mean, Aww. yeah, 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 true, <laughs> trust, bruv. They are very amazing people, and um, it's nice despite religious differences. We are about to have a very mm. interesting and probably might be thought provoking, but yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so yeah, I'm it's here for this. This might even go two parts, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I know, so, <laughs> so basically, uh, a few episodes ago. I can't remember which episode it was. We spoke, I think when Corona first hit, we were talking about the role of the church in, in these times and the role of the church during this pandemic. So we're talking about what the church must do and the shutdown and the lockdown, how it affects the church, what the church must do. And Matthew and I were encouraging the church to still go ahead, use all the mediums that you can use online, Facebook, um, Zoom, whatever it is, to make sure that the word goes out because people need to be fed spiritually regardless of what is going on. So uh, we had a conversation with Komo and um, he had some very interesting thoughts. We said, listen, come on the pod. Uh, let's discuss it. But somebody may learn from this. Somebody will have a similar opinion to you and 
we can share ideas and see how this goes. So here it is for this interesting episode. <laughs> And then we'll see how it goes. Basically, we are talking about the church. The uni- not not a particular denomination, but the universal church. What it means, where it is now, where it's going to be in the next few years, whether it's going to be relevant or not. Um, we are going to see. So, welcome. Thank you once again. Enjoy. So, the church. First, tell us, what, what is your experience about church in general? Yeah, Did you so, grow up in church? Are you currently in church? Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I'm an African, first of all. You can't, you can't choose to be part of the minority when you are growing up under your parents. <laughs> you have to mm. go to church. So mm. I grew up going to church. My dad is an Anglican, well-known Anglican, that fact. Um, my mom is a Baptist. So growing up, I did a little bit of back small church which i really didn't like because there was too much noise around and there was too much <laughs> I, there was too much noise i i i don't Let know but from yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i, I know growing up those things used to be like pandemonium sorry quote unquote to me right. so um i did that for a few things and then i started following my dad to church st luke's anglican abosokai yeah, I was there for a very long time. Till I think university level 200 where I decided I wasn't going to do church again. Mm. I mean, it was a tough decision. But I talked to my mom about it. She was pissed. I finally talked to my dad about it. He was pissed. So, I mean, at that time, they were paying my fees. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, I still yeah, go to church. To I didn't have a say. So, um, fast forward after uni... I mean, that was that was the point of adulthood at Star National Service. I was, I still stay in my parents' house, but I was pretty much contributing to every bill which an adult should do. So that was pretty much the decision, just to cut off church. Mm. Pretty much, I church really the activity of going to church and coming back with clothes that look good just didn't make sense to me mm. at that point. Mm. Yeah, to some extent, it makes sense to me now. I think it's basically to me about who, what the person says and how he delivers it. Right. I remember after six years, I came to um, Papa's church because my girlfriend is here. So, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, are you listening? You have the power uh, to bring people to church. It was, it was, it was an, it was an agreement, pretty much. I mean, before we entered into a relationship, there were things. I felt I needed her to know about me, as mm. weird as I am. One of them was church. I hadn't been to church almost six, seven years, eight wow. years. It wasn't really a conscious effort to ward away, but if I found my way listening to the word, cool. But Sunday pretty much wasn't something I had planned to. Maybe also it was because of my career and how it had started hitting. I worked continuously for almost four years in corporate tech, and it was non-stop. So Sunday, it was pretty much every time. So I think that was also in the bubble. Um, I came to his dad church, as I said. And um, the first message was, it was good. I felt it was it was designed for me pretty much. Because he was talking about how people get angry with men of God. Mm. Because they had done something. And um, they would stop coming to the church. And the fact that you are not coming to the church for him. And that made a lot of sense. So going home, I was just pondering as I do every time. 
and I pretty much thought of why his dad brought that message pretty much I'm sure it might have been because of something he saw and how he felt people were going to church for their pastors mm. and how people come guns blazing for pastors when they are called out or when something goes wrong in society that we have to treat ethically mm. that people will come out and still be guns blazing for pastors because they are the ones that lead the church i'm sure that's what pretty much fueled that mm. but it was an interesting one and then i i thought to myself pretty much based on this a preamble that where pretty much would the church be in let's say 20 years time because now most of my mates these are you guys would be the next generation of the church it, it looks like there's there's a handing over quote unquote of some sort i don't know whether it's physical or spiritual you guys will be able to tell that <laughs> but there's sort of a handing over obviously from the the should i call it this golden generation of mm, the church the first generation yeah the first generation of the church to subsequent generations and subsequent generations are in my sense i feel people would sort of look down on them quote unquote because it's like the path has been created a bit for them right yeah and um we are i mean we are changing a lot so goes back to i don't want to talk that but goes back to my question where would the church be you want to take it the worldwide in comparison to africa where would the church be now if because i listening to that word i realized people pretty much come to church for a lot of reasons mm. and um i haven't found some of those reasons yet that is why i don't bother to come okay honestly i believe there's a creator because there's a creation i want to, i want to just put that fact okay. there i um but i believe if things should work out people will try to stop coming to church okay so basically um for you you haven't found the purpose for which or the reason why you must keep chasing church per se or, or the spiritual no not ch- the act- okay so let me put it this way the activity of getting up and coming to church on a sunday doesn't make sense to me okay that's that's if i want to put it in okay so big terms. Are, are you saying that in the opposite you can do church at home by yourself yeah i wouldn't mind listening to someone on tv okay so yeah you say, then you should be enjoying this corona period because there's, um, there's a lot of word on, I, on I, yeah on sunday sometimes when i'm surfing through the channels i find a couple of pastors preaching and then sometimes it stays there i listen okay. to what they say yeah. Yeah, but an activity like Sunday, I mean, I know the consequences of that for me because I, I remember my dad talking to me about me missing out on a potential host of network regards to what I'm doing now. So I'm a freelance um, software engineer and most of the work I have gotten has been from friends to friends personally and some from my dad's recommendation. Mm. So there was this time he was there and I knew that the church places a big social pool that i can fetch from mm. right but it wasn't motivational for me to i don't know okay. that, that activity doesn't okay yeah all right so basically okay let me let me try and um I, we didn't do like proper research for this but this is how i see it and i and i know matthew agreed me the current church we see today in 2020 mm-hmm. all right it's not the first church that was ever formed 
all right agree, agree. the church has gone through a series of revolutions and um changes and that's why we see so many different denominations the anglican the anglican church that your dad was in came out of the catholic church yeah the protestants, uh, protestants. Yeah. the charismatic church came out of something you know every couple of years or every every number of years there will be a revival somebody will step up and say oh i feel a different direction that god is leading us through the same bible and that will always start a new denomination and we've seen it over and over again so one of the major criticisms of church is that there are too many denominations there are too many beliefs you know that that's one of the things that brings a lot of confusion but for me and this is why we do this this podcast word of pod is to always go back to the word of god so what was god's vision for the church when it first started all right and then let's see if we can answer your a few of the questions so um i'll go to Acts chapter 2 verse 42 the initial church that started so basically for those of you that don't, don't know too much about the bible jesus christ had come on the earth lived 33 years and died he had he was buried three days he resurrected after the third day and then he stayed on earth for 40 days after the resurrection so now 40 days after the resurrection he now appears to the disciples and he's teaching them so he's reminding them the things that he had taught them while he was here on earth blah 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 all of that then we now arrive in acts chapter 2 where he had promised them that i will send you a helper which is the holy spirit so the the holy spirit falls upon peter he preaches a good word and then three thousand people are in awe they they all say okay i want to be part of this thing that you guys are doing and then this is where the actual church started so this is the beginning of church and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine in fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayers then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles now all who believed were together and were and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods etc 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 verse 46 so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and in simplicity of heart praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily so the three things that i see uh recorded here number one they continued in the things that jesus had started right and the apostles had continued number one number two there were prayers going on and number three there was fellowship and breaking of bread so the purpose of the church is to ensure that there's corporate prayers all right there's togetherness there's love there's fellowship there are people that are at home and you are struggling with something one thing or the other the church is supposed to provide a sort of like a community to help and reach out to people so a couple is struggling in their marriage they're at home they have no answers but there's somebody who has who is also struggling in the church or somebody who has gone through the same problem that can be of a certain help to you you know and this is this is the purpose in fellowship in breaking of bread breaking of bread literally means like eating together sharing food and all of that so where where somebody's lacking stretch forth your hand and help the person and then in prayers so this is the purpose of the church the main purpose of church all right obviously we have so many churches today that don't practice these doctrines i.e fellowship i.e prayers i.e um, togetherness love etc etc which acts chapter 2 is telling us i am of the view that once the human mind and the human soul and the human nature is involved other things will creep in greed selfishness all these things creeping that water down the main purpose of the church you know so for me 
those of us who are in church and those of us who love the church if we go back to the basics go back to the very reason why the church was formed i don't think that there will ever come a time where the church will never be near no matter how much technological advancement that we have even if we have flying cars no matter how how advanced we become as a society as a people we will still need fellowship there will definitely come a time where you need somebody you need somebody to encourage you. you need somebody to pick you up when you're down there will come a time when you need somebody to say oh no you can do it you are almost there keep going and that is the purpose of the church do you understand so um obviously as time went on the church began it became bigger and bigger bigger cathedrals crowd of people you go to the vatican i mean when people in the vatican meet it's like you know thousands hundreds of thousands of people you know and for me maybe that's one of the criticisms of the church that as we grew we started losing our true self and the original purpose for which the church was formed but the initial idea for me it will never ever um die it will never go irrelevant it will never wash away and i think that's why it doesn't matter where where we we'll end up church will still be relevant i like the points you made um especially the one about issues of the flesh let me be a little i, I mean i used to study the bible a bit so. right <laughs> preach <laughs> talking about issues of the flesh dominating and then um coming coming in um, or inducing the main purpose of church i mean there's something called you live you live to become hero you live long to become a villain there's yeah, something yeah. about yeah people start out courses with good courses and then mm. over time they mm. they turn out the wrong way um from your point what i want to pick is or what i want to ask a bit is i mean this would be might be difficult but in every institution because i consider the church an institution mm. no matter how you put it with the whole fellowship and everything is a it's an institution and it's run as that there are people who work together to make sure mm. there are administrative purposes and everything does the church look at the sole purpose for um their members coming to church do we look at that people coming for spiritual good what are the percentage of people coming for success? What are the percentage of people coming for healing? Okay. What are these? You get where I'm coming from. Now, the reason why I'm posting this preamble is Africa dwells a lot on religion basically because we, there's no hope. That's okay. the truth. And there might not be a hope, hope for a very long time. I mean, that's why you find people going abroad to go and give birth so that their kids have foreign passports. It, it makes it makes a lot okay. of sense. I don't blame them for that because there's really no hope over here. It's very bleak. Okay. So the the African person looks for places to get hope, and fortunately, unfortunately, religion provides evidences of that hope given. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether I'm, I'm talking general religion. Okay. There are people who have money and attest to the spiritual power of God, getting them where they are, a whole lot of stuff, and then people attest to that. Now, if you have a greater number of people coming to church because they are pushing for success, and that's a fact, that a lot of um, non-denominational churches are, 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 are pushing for this. That's, that's like That remains a fact. And the truth is, I wouldn't tell you about talking to my dad there's this rift between orthodox churches and charismatic churches in terms of their practice to some extent but that's just by the way 
but looking at the number of people who come to church for these things don't you see in a utopia if systems were working all right if everything was working if you weren't taking care of your kids social services will come for that kid if you weren't paying your taxes irs will come and take you away if you run corruption you will be caught um, in an in a, in, a, in in such a utopia do you think the church will still be relevant because i'm coming from that side if i know if i'm doing 88 hours and i'm earning 120 dollars on an hour and i want to go graveyard and do 48 50 hours and i know definitely this is the money i'm going to get minus taxes and i am budgeting ahead of that why do you think a person like that will come to church though first let me you you mentioned what was the percentage of people coming in to church for certain like reasons right so you're talking about data which is expected from you because you are you are you are a computer <laughs> tech yeah, I know. engineer. I know. Yeah, that, that's understandable. So concerning that, the church does not we yes, the church takes data. The church takes data of its members, of um, the members, their family, where they live, basically personal information to some form of degree, so that we can reach you or if there is a problem, because the church does have a follow-up service where if maybe somebody is not feeling well, you can't tell the person to come to church because maybe the person is bedridden. So then based on that information the person has provided, we send people, okay, five people go follow up on this person and then they go to the person's house and which to some degree is lifts up their spirit because you are at home and you haven't been able to tell anybody in church that you are sick and you are dying or you need money. But then seeing familiar faces alone lifts up your spirit it's some form of um let me say pathway to healing it's healing is a whole process i can give you like a whole sermon on that if you want another time but healing is a whole process healing and deliverance it's not like that it takes time but then that's one of the ways that we use the data another way is to keep track of tithes the reason why we keep track of tithes is the church wants to be accountable for the money you are giving us so if today, Komo, you paid 100 cities tight, we will give you a receipt saying on the day of today, you gave a tight of 100 cities because we have to open our books and then cross-check and see where expenses went to. We need to know where it's coming from as well, right? So then we can tell that, okay, this week, this amount of tight came in, this week, this amount of tight came in, and then it makes sense. That's for the, the data bit. But data in terms of asking people why are you here or why did you come to church that we do not take that because it's a personal reason it's a personal experience with god and me asking you why are you here and you tell me oh, my leg is broken and i came for <laughs> healing and over 10 years now my leg is still broken and nobody has healed me you see that is not we pray and god does the work that's another thing and for the church relevancy in the years to come if everything is perfect say the systems are working and all of those those are human systems those are physical systems remember the human body is made out of three things the body the soul and then the spirit right so you are yes you're human your body is fed (laughs) no your body your body is it's captivating what you're saying i get it your body is fed yeah your soul is fed 
because the systems are working, your money is coming in and all of that. But what about your spirit? Your spirit becomes malnourished. And when your spirit is malnourished, it gives way for sin and then for the devil. Then, then in that sense, I can tell you that even in a perfect system, where everybody's working hard, everybody's doing that, everybody's making money, because most of the problems is all money, 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 right? Exactly. Yeah, so money, money, money. Como, I can tell you, you'll be making, let's say, 500 CDs in this perfect system, and you are happy. Somebody's making 10,000 CDs in this same perfect system, but will not be happy because his spirit is not happy. And then because his spirit is malnourished, he would want to satisfy that malnourishment by seeking bodily pleasures. Then that's where you still have sin coming in. Let me okay. let me let me add on to this. So I want to touch on where people come to church for the wrong reasons. All right. Or they come looking for for selfish things, right? So I see church as a clinic. There are so many people that are coming for so many different reasons. And sometimes they've already diagnosed themselves while they are coming. People do that a lot. You are going to the hospital. All you want is antibiotics and leave. But then you go and the doctor says, oh no, you have something more serious, you need a surgery. You know, so that, that's how I see church. There's nothing wrong with people coming to church for whatever reason they think they are coming for. The honors lies on the church to make sure that they get what they are supposed to get. All right, so if the day you, you spoke about coming to church, right? The day you came, I don't know what, what intention you came. You came because of a girl, you said, right? Or yeah. whatever, you just I had to come to church. You had to come. Yeah. But that day, you heard a word that was captivating, right? Yeah, it was and interesting. It, it, it was as if the pastor knew you and was talking to you directly. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly how the, the church is. It's, I, I equate it to a clinic. But let me speak to the, the, church, the church runners or those who run the church. Um, um, Jesus Christ said to his disciples, go to Judea, go to Samaria, go to Jerusalem, go to the ends of the earth and go and spread the good news. All right, go and spread the good news. The good news there means gospel. Or it says go and spread the gospel. The gospel means good news. So there are two meanings of gospel over there. One, Jesus Christ died for you. He rose for you and he has, he has shed his blood for you. That's a gospel, salvation. The other meaning of gospel is its literal meaning, which is good news. So if you go to a sick person, right, and you are bringing good news, the good news is that you can get well, all right? You can get well through the power of Jesus Christ. That's the good news for them. At that moment, if you meet somebody, right now when we live here, you meet somebody outside at the car park or by the street who has been struggling. They've been laid off work um, the entire coronavirus period. They are struggling. I mean, their rent is due next week. Their family doesn't have money. For that moment, good news for them is probably 50 Ghana cities, you know, to get home and feed their family for the rest of the week. That's good news for them. So the job of the church is to provide good news. One, salvation. And two, good news respite for them for whatever problem they are facing. So whatever problems that we have here on earth, whether it's poverty, whether it's um, sickness, disease, job related, whatever, the answers are in the word of God. And we, the people that run the church, pastors, priests, bishops, apostles, whatever you want to call yourself, the answer is in the word of God. Do you understand? And that's another reason why, for me, the church will be relevant forever and ever because all these problems will forever be with us. Jesus Christ said, the poor will always be with us. Poor people will never run out. Of course, I mean, the, the, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. There's, there's, there has to be a balance. Buddhists have something they call yin-yang. It makes a lot of sense. You you can you can never have a hundred percent perfect system. I understand where he's coming from. 
guys note this isn't a debate i, I don't <laughs> want <laughs> i don't want listeners to think this is a debate this yeah, is I mean, for Kumbu's personal time no day for that we are far grown than that so yeah this is a discussion i want to chip off um the part you talk about problems of the world and how the word of god is remedy to these problems in an exact opposite these problems have been with other nations as we've known through history in history for some to some extent you can say they've addressed it through actually working and doing the right things research science factual checking education i cannot talk for the word of god because i don't know how much they put in but for what i have read right to the development what we see i don't want us to delve into spiritual but physical what you see what you see america gets into where you see japan where you see china where they came from when you read them they came from all these problems right they may have put in trust in the word of god which is fair but factually they have actually done work on the ground to get them with let me give you an example let me just pause here and say okay. that what we'll do is we'll continue the discussion but then we'll break it into two episodes all right guys so soon we've come to the end of the first episode but then stay tuned because in the next episode we are going to continue this conversation see you and god bless you this has been a gold coast report production